0: Yes, indeed, Andy, we'll be answering your home improvement type of questions by phone and by text, as usual, this morning. Good morning, Andy. Happy belated Thanksgiving.
1: Happy belated Thanksgiving to you.
0: It's still going on, isn't it? It's the holiday weekend, and uh, how did uh, the Andy Lindison family fare on Thanksgiving? Did you uh, did you do the cooking? That's the first thing I want to know.
1: You know, um, I did not do the cooking. My, my lovely wife uh, prepared all of our Thanksgiving uh, meals, and uh, I actually uh, went home. You know, and, uh, I live over in uh, Wisconsin here, mm-hmm. and it's actually our it's our it's our ten day deer season. So our nine day deer season, and uh, I went home and had a uh, lovely Thanksgiving uh, meal with my wife, and she made little to go plates for every one of the other hunters. and <laughs> I got back to camp and uh, microwaved a little to go uh, Thanksgiving dinner plate, and was uh, the was the, the hero of uh, deer camp at least for one day via my wife.
0: Well, life is good, isn't it, huh? It That's was. Great. It was a great day. Wonderful. Well, I was looking, and I always like to look at that forecast when uh, you're about to go on the air, just thinking about all of the uh, crews at Linda's Construction, and it looks like a real good week to get some uh, some jobs done. Real good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it starts out a little cold, but I think uh, it warms back up, and, you know, not a lot of precipitation in the, uh, in the long-range forecast here, so I think we're going to be okay at least... Uh, you know, anytime we get into December, the way we have now, um, without too much snow on the ground, uh, that many freezing days with the nice, the mild temperatures that we were, you know, it's going to be almost, what, 45 today? Um, It'll be fifth, almost uh, 54,
0: 54, today.
1: 54 today. 54 today, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can ask for much more than, than that, Denny. I know, you know, I, you know, about 10 years ago, I think uh, I did golf in December. If we can <laughs> have one of those years, we can get maybe a lot of our backlog done, but hey, you know, it is what it is. We'll work our way through it. And like I said, we got the right clothes and the right attitudes to get jobs done no matter what the temperature is outside.
0: Absolutely. And the attempts basically, the daytime highs all week will be probably around the mid-30 range. Is there uh, some a job that, that uh, given those temperatures, that, that you should not be doing? I mean, would you be doing roofing this week?
1: No, probably not a lot of roofing yeah. unless there's our roofs that just need to get done you know with the uh, the new HDZ shingle we can install those at lower temperatures and not have to worry about blowoffs or the the glue the glue working but all we need is a you know a couple of days in that 40 degree range and and that glue is going to adhere but with uh, that new shingle it doesn't matter the warranty is going to be intact no matter what
0: if you're hanging around the house and you uh, have been asked to do <laughs> various projects on your your list of to-do things, uh, by all means, why don't you call us? Call Andy or send Andy a text. If there's uh, some home improvement type of question you need a little assistance on, call us or text us. Again, it's the same number, 651 989 651 for either a phone call or a text message. What about uh, Windows? Uh, it's, it's a pretty good week to install new Windows, isn't it?
1: Oh, for sure. You know, we'll, we'll we'll install those when it's you know below zero. You know, mm-hmm. people always think that we're gonna have the house open up too long, but if we're just, we're installing one window at a time. That opening isn't open very long. So, yeah, it's, your house gonna be colder that day. Yes, but as we leave that night, everything's going to be weather tight, and you're going to be fine.
0: I was gonna ask you to maybe if, with new listeners. Uh, each week, that uh, mention what you uh, built, or you you had done your well. You've got a man cave that's quite a large cave, <laughs> if I may say. But what 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 is your getaway place there? What uh, what do you like to call it?
1: Oh, I just call it my shed. It's just uh, my tool shop. Uh, everything that uh, I spend a lot of time in there, more time in there than than almost anywhere in the world. Uh, it's got you got everything uh, a guy needs, every tool uh, the to do any project I want and. Um, got a nice little outdoor kitchen, got a workout room. You know, we spend, we spend, uh, my wife and I spend a lot of time there. And, uh, one of the things uh, that was really nice when I went through the building process, I, I knew some guys that had built this and, you know, being in the industry, I leaned on a lot of different people that gave me some, some solid advice on how to build a really nice shed. Uh, one of the things that I did to this shed, Denny, that, that it's worth its weight in gold now is instead of putting the drain you know, along the, the width of the garage, we put it on the long way. So it's actually like a 30-foot drain that, that's in there right now, and it drains out in the middle. So it's much easier to slope the floor in. So as we go into wintertime here, all the vehicles that we pull in there, when they melt off, it's gonna, I'm not going to have any pooling water. So it should save on my concrete. should save on everything. And the way I had it designed, there was three garage doors to go across the front. Well, anybody that backs up a lot of equipment and trailers and tractors and things like that knows that the wider the garage door, the less chances of you to hit it. Not that (laughs) you can't hit a wide garage door. Oh, yes. But uh, Daryl Frank, if you remember him, uh, retired from Linus Instruction, was head of our design build division. We called him the wizard because there isn't much in the home improvement world that he couldn't figure out. He came over one day with my dad, and they were giving me their two cents on what to do and how to do it. Daryl goes, do garage doors. Why don't you instead of doing three, why don't you do two? And we can get a reinforced one that's eighteen feet long. I'm like, that's a brilliant idea because I've taken out a few garage door stops, my Denny. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit uh, to say that, but uh it was a uh, it was nice. It's a nice feature for, for backing any equipment and pulling stuff in and out.
0: Now when you said that drain uh, issue when uh, you know when the snow and stuff melts where does that liquid go I mean it goes into a drain but where where after that where does it go so when the snow and stuff melts where does that liquid go I mean it goes into a drain but where where after that where does it go
1: so I have it draining uh, to daylight outside so we've got to be careful make sure no chemicals or anything go go down it's just for you know washing off the vehicles and things of that nature but uh, it drains to the outside and we have it insulated on the outside and I keep an eye on it um, my dad gets my pressure washer. I can do hot or cold water, so if I need to, if I think it's freezing up, I'll just run some water out there, and it's 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 far enough out and insulated enough out where if it does freeze up, I can I can easily unthought.
0: You know, we've talked a lot about uh, your family-run business, Linda Con- Linda's construction, and I don't think I've ever asked you: Do you or your crews build something like what you have there, the, what you call your shed? Oh
1: yeah, yes, yep, all the time. Yep, we we we're we're putting uh, numbers to garages and sheds and additions and 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 shomes things of that nature on, on a on a pretty regular basis. That's cool. And to be honest, right. as uh, as the older I get, these shomes make a lot of sense to be able to pull your vehicle in and and and, and you're already home, all one level, nothing, no, no maintenance, no no nothing worrying about anything. It seems seems like it would be a really good way to go.
0: I'm with you on that, pal, for sure. All right. Hang on, Andy. We're going to take a break here. Again, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, you can call it in. We've cleared the lines, and they're working. And uh, Or if you prefer, just send a text to Andy. Uh, same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, As we were talking earlier, we expect highs near 54 degrees in the Twin Cities today. Temps will drop tomorrow, tomorrow night, to about 18, and then uh, mid-30s for daytime highs pretty much the rest of the week. Right now, a few clouds here on CCO, at least in the Twin Cities. Our current temp, 35 degrees. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show. We are here thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour answering your home improvement type of questions, 651 That's the number for your calls or your text messages. And, uh, Andy, we do have callers, and uh, let's get to them. I think uh, Sue may be first calling in from Lambert. And, Sue, you are on with Andy Lindis. Good morning. Um, I have
2: a good question. Morning.
3: Um, in 1998, we built our house, and we put electric heat onto our cement floor in our basement, mm-hmm. um, which was wonderful. Well, now that has quit. And so we were wondering if there is some type of a, a – that we can put the, – get the heat back in our basement floor.
1: Yeah. Um, th- there's probably something wrong with either the connection, maybe the thermostat where it was turned on. Have you had an electrician look at anything and test it yet?
3: Um, I believe so.
1: Okay. If if it, if it truly is inside the cement, um, yes. there are mats that you can, if you're going to be redoing the floor, that electric mats you can roll out and then put the flooring over the top, and you'll have electric heat again. But if it's in the cement and it's the elements inside the cement that is failing, which is pretty rare to be honest, there's usually something around that. I would I would work with an electrician to be sure that, that that that's the case. But there's no saving it with anything that hooks up to the electric heat, which right I, I just don't don't you don't hear a lot of those elements or the the heating portion of it in the cement going bad. I had a thermostat go bad uh, on me. I have a very similar. It was. Um, Probably around that that same area. We called it the new addition yet, but it was still it was built in the mid nineties. And on the new addition part, my dad put electric in the actual concrete, and it stopped working for a while. But I had a thermostat issue.
3: Okay, um, where do for the electric mat? Where would we go for that?
1: Um, or to to install it yourself? Any? any Probably not. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Um, any type of uh, flooring person that you work with that installs flooring probably has access to that, and you may okay. or may not have to get, uh, an, you will have, more than likely have to get an electrician involved to hook it up and get it set, but um, any person that does, redoes the flooring or any, any type of flooring person should be able okay. to help you out with that. All right. Thank you
3: so
0: much. Thank you, You're Sue. Welcome. Thanks for the call. Uh, Sue leaves that line open if you want to call in your home improvement question, 651-989-9226, or send a text, same number. Uh, let's see, who's next? Uh, Gino is calling in this morning from White Bear Lake, I believe. Gino, you are on with Andy Lindis.
2: Hey, good morning, Andy. Um, I've morning. got a question for you. You were talking about your shed, and yeah. uh, and uh, I'm just wondering, I'm building a pole building up in northern Minnesota. I've got in-floor heat installed but not working yet. Um, I've, I want to insulate it first. Um, mm-hmm. Have you got any... Uh, any ideas for me on insulating a pole building? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, here's what I did. I uh, I did spray foam on all the walls, an uh, R21 uh, on my walls, and then I blew in an R60. I, I have uh, scissor trusses on uh, on my entire, so it's a vaulted ceiling. And so I blew in an R60 of cellulose. The reason why I chose cellulose, is one i'm never going to have an open flame fire cellulose it does have a fire retardant in it but firefighter buddies of mine have told me that 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 cellulose they've noticed burn that's been in attics all very very long time so anytime i see where they have an actual you're actually going to be burning wood i try to stay away from cellulose but the reason why i chose cellulose is of because that fire retardant that they do put in it does a really good job against rodents, and this is going to be a shed that gets you know stuff gets stored in, um, you know, for the winter and, and things of that nature. And I've just had way too many instances with mice and other critters that uh, I take every precaution <laughs> I can. Uh, that, that those my wife makes these little peppermint pillows, I call them. Uh, well, the mouse magic people that's where we got the idea, Denny. Just take a uh, peppermint essential oil and put it on things, We we, we throw it in everything, but. And I tell you, I do not pay a lot. I have in-floor heat. I do not pay a lot to heat my shed a year. You know, I keep it at 65 degrees, and it's it's very inexpensive, very efficient way of going about things. Electric? Electric boiler? Uh, Gas boiler. Gas, okay.
2: Um, One quick question for you, then, besides the one I've asked. Um, how, How big is your shed?
1: Uh it is almost sixty feet wide, ninety feet long. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: I'm looking at Good. uh I'm I'm pre- pricing insulation right now. Uh mine is uh thirty by forty eight, say fifteen hundred okay. square feet, but it's sixteen feet tall. Um yep. Good I'm choice. I'm looking
1: at about twenty thousand for
2: for insulation. Does that sound about right?
1: yeah it'd have to put the exact numbers to it, but uh it all depends on what type of are you, are you doing spray foam or
2: yeah spray foam or either that or the pole building people have told me they would do a another something onto the walls and and frame it in a little bit and stuff and and uh, a little bit different i think not not the not the spray foam
1: yeah um, I think I know what you're talking about there the nice part about the spray foam is. It really does. It seals everything up. And with the yeah. 16-foot sidewalls, you know, I know engineers and everybody doesn't like to talk about the structural strength that it provides, but with the 16-foot sidewalls, it made, it made, made sense. You know, I put a lean-to down my sides for wind load, and uh-huh. I really like having the lean-to. If, so anybody I, I tell building the, their sheds, take a look at putting like a, a lean-to around the outside. With your 16-foot sidewalls, you know, you might be able to even go out like 16 feet and still have eight-foot clearance on there and that adds yeah. a lot of space for not a lot of money oh uh,
2: okay good that's a great
1: tip okay thank yeah. you very much all right thank you too
0: good luck yep. you're helping Gino spend some more money aren't
1: you <laughs> hey a guy, guy has to have a garage You know, build one you know this is the first time i ever built something for myself new um and uh and this, there's a reason why i i don't do it very often because i'm on year two of this build denny i'm still not quite done
0: but that's kind of that's kind of fun isn't it
1: yeah you know um i if I wanted it done, I could have gotten it done um i, I, I pick and choose what I do when I do it and if it takes me another year, it takes me another year
0: Andy a listener wants to know uh about those down- when we talk about this from time to time people ask about uh, especially those that have the leafguard gutter system like me uh those downspouts on leafguard uh you talk about those they're they're mm, I can't remember what you said huh. Uh, are they movable? I mean, you lift them up and down. Explain what that
1: is. Yeah, we have the hinge extensions. that. So one of the reasons why we use those almost uh, everywhere that we're not going into an underground system is every time you take off your downspout extension, pretty soon it wears on the metal and they just fall off by themselves and all the water is draining next to your house. Or the wind blows them off into the neighbor's house and you lose them. So all, all they're just on a hinge, you can just you flip them up, and uh, it's a good idea in the wintertime to have those flipped up, because you don't have to worry about them getting stomped on because they're buried in snow, and it's easier for the water to, when it gets to the springtime and things start to thaw out, it's easier for the water to actually thaw out faster and actually get away from your house. If you got a downspout extension that is underneath the snowbank, it can start to back up that water. You might not be able to actually get it to drain away from the house.
0: So it's a, everybody who has sent in texts over the last year or so uh, have loved those things, big time.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's why we made them standard. It's just a, it's an easier way of doing things. It seems so simple, and really, you're talking not you're talking cents more on a job. You're not talking about a lot of dollars in order to or order to make it happen. So, just make a lot of sense to use it. Pretty small small thing, but it's a nice feature. If you have any kind of a home
0: improvement question, you can phone it in or you can send a text. Again, it's the same number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. you're in the middle of a project, you need some help, call us or text us. It's the Home Improvement Show with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Stay with us. Welcome back to our home improvement show. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, bring it to us either by phone. You can call uh, Andy Lindis, ask him a question personally, or you can send a text to Andy as well. Same number, 651-989-9226. All right, Andy, let's see. Uh, Texters, we have a bunch. Here's one. It says, we're considering rubber flooring for a basement that is home to several fish aquariums. Any advice on product and sources for that product and installation? Have you ever seen anything like that? Mm, I think Andy's there somewhere. Hello, Andy.
1: Hey, Danny, can you hear me now?
0: Oh, there you go. Absolutely. did Did you hear my question? I did not. Okay. And let me read it. Uh, we're considering, Texter says, rubber flooring for a basement that is home to several fish aquariums. Any advice on products and sources for that product and installation?
1: Um, yeah, I just put some rubber flooring down. Uh, here's a tip. Uh, remember that the if you order the jigsaw piece, um, and I, I think I ordered it, it was pretty generic. It was like rubberflooring.com. I, honestly, I think that's what, where I ordered it from. I just Googled rubber flooring and was one of the first ones that came up. There's some deals on it. Uh, mine had 40% color fleck in it. I did the jigsaw ones, but I ordered, didn't order enough of the edge jing. So make sure you have your room mapped out, your sizes, how long, your edge, because you don't want the jigsaw to be on, on the other one. I think the jigsaw, I've done both the rolled mat where you glue it down and the jigsaw one where you don't glue it down. Here's the trick. When you first install it, install it with clean shoes and seal it with their sealer immediately when you do it, and you're going to be very happy with how long it lasts and how long it, how long it stays clean. So I've installed them in a few different hockey rinks and a few different basements, Denny, and uh, the jigsaw ones, the ones that go together like a puzzle, are easier to do, and I think they just last a little bit longer.
0: So the and text of the, is what I would the, list, the listener was just to Google as you did, eh? Yeah, well, I think it's
1: roberfloors.com. Yeah. com. It gets mm-hmm. shipped right to your house and all the equipment that you need to do it. It's pretty easy to cut. I used a skill saw, chalked a line. and used a skill saw in, uh, on my workout room. Uh, I had the benefit that my baseboard trim is cow rub two-by-fours, so I didn't have to be 100% uh, straight. It's all going to get covered up. Mm. But uh, it, uh, it, it really did go down quick and easy.
0: All right, very good. That should help the listener. Let's go to the phones. I think Rose is calling in from Mendota with a question. Rose, thank you. You are on with Andy.
3: Yes. uh, Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Kind of a strange question. We consulted with several other people. About a year and a half ago, we took major water in our lower level. We put two very, very large sump pump systems, and uh, everything was taken down to the concrete. And we laid a plank Vinyl plank flooring, no glue was used, and for about oh the first year everything was fine, and then last this March we noticed um, something oozing between the crevices, you know, between the different planks, and um, it would crystallize, and it's kind of a yellowy, crispy stuff that you you know would, would we'd have to wipe up. We had it tested, and it is not glue. It's not the flooring. It's apparently the the moisture is condensing and coming up. Um, and I checked with the installer, and no, no um, sealant was used before the flooring was done. The floor was bare for about nine months while we were trying to find a contractor and getting all the work done. So, and we never noticed any moisture on the floor. Any ideas about what we should do?
1: And you had two sub pumps installed.
3: Yes, we have two very large ones.
1: Um. So and you said the moisture is coming up from the concrete. It's not anywhere else.
3: Four or five spots, uh, small spots. It's not the whole, not the whole area. It's an area about twenty by um, thirty, maybe. Big, big. Middle middle of the floor or the edge? Pardon?
1: Middle of the floor or the edge?
3: Uh, in the center of the floor.
1: Center of the floor. So yeah, you had, it's your water table. The hydrostatic pressure is coming up. I wonder how they installed your sub-pump and the baskets and where they installed the drain tile. If they installed it around the outside of the house, um, uh, Did they jackhammer out the concrete and install it along the inside? Yes. Uh,
3: they dug a trench on the inside in the concrete and put the uh, piping, and then that goes out to, a, to the pump, and then that pump.
1: Have goes. you had them come back out and look at that? No, we haven't. That's where I would probably start. Okay. The people that I mean, it sounds like it's a it's a water management issue more than a flooring issue. So I would start with uh, the people that did your your sub pumps. Um, if you need any recommendations, I've always had really good luck with Jesse Treble safebasements.com. dot com.
3: That's who did it. Okay, so, so well, we'll... you
1: know if if anybody can figure it out, it's going to be him. And okay. sometimes these high water tables, the hydrostatic pressure, that that water that comes up in the middle of concrete is typically going to be some of your the hardest water to handle and does, does this happen at any given temperature sometimes it can be con- uh, I it might be a hum a humidity issue where everything is gathering and is condensating underneath there on the cold concrete floor in the middle of the floor i doubt it's that but it could be i don't well, know i i would i would at least check your humidity level in your basement and try to get it under 30 percent
3: yeah we, we run two dehumidifiers constantly so it, it seems to make a little bit of difference. Um, the other thing is, before this, we always had carpet, so I'm wondering if, if the carpet breathed and you know the, the moisture was just sort of went into the air. Um, but like I said, the, the plank flooring looks so nice that I just hate to get you know go back to the carpeting if we don't have to.
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I, I would start with Jesse and, and go from there. If anybody can figure it out, I mean, there's really nobody better in the country at, yeah, at we, basement water management than them. We went with
3: the best, so I'll give them a call then. Thank you so much. There
1: you go. Yep. Well, you're. Yeah.
0: Thank. Thanks for Rose very much. Yeah, you're right about that. Jesse knows his stuff. Safebasements.com. Com. You mentioned the, Andy. The word condensation. There's a text that says uh, we get condensation. On the inside of our storm windows during the winter, we never mm-hmm. used to get this problem until a couple of years ago. Our inside windows and storm windows are about 15 years old. Do the storm windows need to be replaced, or can we somehow seal them better? I know you're not a big you- fan of storm windows, I know.
1: Yeah, we, we, we talked about this last week for for bang for your dollar. I mean, I, I get why people, uh, people use them, but when you figure, especially if you're installing new windows, it makes no sense to install a new window with the storm me. For what that costs, you can install a very energy efficient full frame installation window and be much better off. But this is something that, that can happen um, this time of year, especially, you know, where you're, where you're getting a big, you know, a 30 degrees, you know, swing in temperatures throughout the day. So that you got a warm air meeting a cold surface is where that condensation is coming, coming from. So you need to stop the warm air and, or the cold surface. And that's what you have to figure out is happening. A lot of times it has to do with the seal around the storm window. and But it might have to do with the fact that your windows on the inside are leaking energy and you've got too much warm um, energy leaving your home. It's not, not keeping the, the heat inside your house. So it's get you know, that that warm air that is meeting that cold storm window, and that's where you're getting the condensation.
0: Hmm. Okay. That says, does Lendis still install steel roofing, and what is the price versus good shingles?
1: Oh, yes, we still do install a standing seam, seamless steel roofing, and you're still going to be about twice the cost of shingles. Mainly, uh, let's just put it this way, say the an average home in the Twin Cities, you know, a couple valleys, maybe a hip. Uh, two levels, a dormer or two, where an asphalt roof typically, you know, with well, this time of year, not getting a lot done in one day because of the lack of daylight hours that we have. But during the summer, that's that's a one-day job for a metal roofing crew. They're probably there for a week, maybe more. So you're adding. It's 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 not so much the materials. It's the the labor. It's a very labor-intensive roof, but. It truly will be one of the last roofs that you do. And if you have ice dam problems on some of these story-and-a-half homes that have the knee walls upstairs, any putting down three inches of foam in a metal roof seems like the best fix for it. No matter what we do with spray foam, things of that nature, it's, it's really tough to do, deal with.
0: Now, what, what was the term you used for the steel roofing seam? seam give me that again.
1: Standing seam.
0: Standing. Now, what's, are there other uh, uh, ways of, uh, or methods of putting a steel roof on
1: well, like, if you see a lot of uh, what I call the pole barn steel, you see, like, oh, yeah. both fasteners. So oh, yes. it's, you're relying on, like, a rubber washer in order to keep out the elements, and those have to be replaced on, on a regular basis. Remember, steel is going to expand and contract. So when you put on, like, a standing seam, our clip system's going to allow it to do that. So that's going to cut down on the oil canning, which we talked about last week, when, you know, metal roofing gets that wavy look.
0: Yeah. If you... Uh... If you have a question and you want to call it in, the home improvement type of question, by all means, 651-989-9226. I'm looking at the clock. Yes, we still have time for your phone calls. And if you would rather, send a text like other folks are doing. And it's the same number, 651-989-9226. Speaking of text messages, Andy, here's one. It says, I'm replacing my siding with vinyl. Three sides are masonite. The front is 42-year-old cedar, not in the best shape. A contractor wants to put vinyl siding over the cedar versus removal. They want to know your thoughts about that.
1: <laughs> well, um, I, I love our analogy, Denny. Uh, you wouldn't paint a rusty car. Let's get it down to the bare metal, and, and we can truly fix it. You don't know what's going on behind that cedar. It's an, it's an easier fix, and some of the installation crews just really do not like carrying that stuff off for whatever reason, but uh, I would remove the cedar. It would be a no-brainer. There are probably, I can't think of a siding job that we've done where we haven't removed the old siding in a very long time, and if it, if it was the case, there was some extenuating circumstances behind it. You wanna get down to the sheathing. That's the only way, I mean, you're putting on brand new siding here, the, but, but it's not the siding that keeps out the elements. It's uh, the water infiltration and air infiltration needs to be addressed to the bare wood.
0: Now, I'm looking at the text, and the, the the texter says three sides of the house are Masonite. Same answer?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it sounds like they're going to tear the Masonite off. Um, and, you know, back in my early days, when the, uh we had the the Destruction Crew is what we called it. <laughs> you know, when I was a, a kid, they didn't let me put anything on the wall, but they let me tear off and clean up as much work as I wanted to. And we used to really like getting to houses with masonry because you could just grab onto a chunk of that. And it seems like you tear the whole wall off in about five minutes It really removed easy. I mean, it's just condensed cardboard, Denny. It, sure. it comes off easy and cleans up easy. It doesn't get into little pieces. Sometimes those let that siding, the wood siding, it comes off in little one inch slivers and it just can take forever. And it all depends on who nailed it. They might've put in, I've you know, seen some boards where they got like 50 nails in a 10-foot span. It's a guy, guy, guy a little crazy with a nail gun.
0: <laughs> All right. Tell you what, let's take a, this break, bit of a break here. Uh, we're not running out of total time, but it's getting close to the top, of the top of our end of the show. If you do have any kind of a home improvement question, I urge you call it in now or send a text, 651-989-9226. All right, let's take this break. We have more show to come here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And we're back with our home improvement show. Denny along here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction helping you out with your uh, home improvement questions, either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. Andy, uh, let's uh, get back to the phones. I think Bill is next up You're calling from uh, Minneapolis. Bill, Andy's listening.
2: Yes, Andy. Uh, I put a addition on 15 years ago and um, had uh, triple glazed, Shuko windows installed, I haven't really had any issues with them, but the uh, I don't know if anybody that, that would do any kind of a maintenance, like the, on the sliding windows, the uh, pieces that go into the slider in the top and the bottom of the window, some of those are gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure if they're around anymore. I don't think they are. Are they? No, I haven't. I haven't found anything around here. No. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. I don't think the the Shugo makes windows anymore. They're um. Wrong. Yeah, uh, I could be wrong on that, but I. Okay. That's that's what comes to me off off the top of my head. Typically, um, you know, there is a vinyl window part store that I found online a couple of years ago. I'll try to do some research and put it on our Facebook page this, this week on something that, uh, it's a good resource. They, they can get a lot of the parts. A lot of these vinyl window manufacturers use the same rollers and, and things of like that. So if you know what type of parts that you need, you usually can source them. The manufacturer is out of business. Having said that, um, you know, a lot of the, the good windows nowadays come with a lifetime warranty on all parts. So as long as the, the manufacturer doesn't go out of business, and that's us at Linz Instruction, we've, we've, we've chosen those manufacturers to make sure that doesn't happen. There are no guarantees in life, but uh, we've, we've been pretty good so far. It's something that we see happen on a regular basis. These window manufacturers come and go. But you should be able to source those parts as long as you're not dealing with broken vinyl, you're talking about just rollers, they, they, they just snap in and, or screw in, depending on the manufacturer. It's pretty easy to do, and those window the sashes themselves, are usually pretty, pretty easy to remove and actually work on.
0: All right, very good, Bill. Thanks for the call. 651 989 9226. Andy, a text, a seasonal question here uh, Do Christmas light clips work on leaf guard gutters?
1: They do. They do. They do on that front uh, lip. I think you just kind of have to invert them a little bit, but they will clip on the very front of the gutter. And I know my installation crews, as they're installing LeafGuard right now, should be asking homeowners, do you want us to install your light clips while we're up here? Um, That's the nice part about getting LeafGuard installed in December. Uh, If you want your lights installed now, you can get it done. Well, I should
0: have waited all these years <laughs> I know. to do that. You
1: know it's a once in a, a lifetime opportunity. You're not going to be putting leaf guard on every year. So that's a little uh, tip. Uh, little tip. You want to get uh, your Christmas lights and leaf guard all at once. Wait till a December install.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, we we haven't done that for years, but on uh, our leaf guard gutters. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's uh, very easy to do, and uh, if you want to take the time to hang those lights and take them down, down, uh, it it is doable with the leaf guard gutters. For sure. Um, here's a text, Andy. It says come spring. Can I paint my fiberglass garage door? I've tried power washing with no luck. It has little pock marks that fill with dirt. Thank you. That comes from Susie and Edina.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah. You you can you can definitely paint that. Just make sure, you know, go to an actual paint store and talk about the material that you're going to be painting, and make sure it's a clean surface. Sometimes that fiberglass, if there's anything loose, you might have to do some sanding, get it to be a, a smooth surface where there's no material that can actually come off. Prime it, paint it, you should be good to go.
0: Now, you or, said the magic word, prime, for sure. Yeah. After absolutely. you uh, finish prepping it, for sure. Yeah, that that, that should make a big difference. Again, 651.
1: How old it is, though? You know, if it's a heated garage or space, I would look at maybe what it costs to get a new garage door. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to explore that, just uh, just look up uh, Blackhawk Garage, and they'll be able to come out and give you a free estimate.
0: Very good. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at more text messages here, Andy. What hardware do you recommend for hanging up to a 10 pound load on hollow core interior doors?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Ten That's a very good load. question. On a hollow core door, nonetheless, yeah. uh, I don't know of something I would try to do that with. Uh, if anything, it would be maybe a, the type of hanger that can hook on the top of the door. I mean, you're talking about a hollow core door, so you're 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 relying on something very thin to hold there. I'm sure they make a hanger that expands and can go through there, but I'm not sure. I just wonder
0: what uh, what they're going to be what they want to hang on that uh, door. If it's you know, some.
1: I'm not. I, I don't know if it's going to be a permanent hanger. That's a fix. Then there's probably something that you can get for there. But uh, if you're talking like a wreath or, or something like that, I know they make that, well. The one I have just hooks on the door.
0: Well, I, and I and again doing some some things in my uh, my office here uh, with uh, those 3M hangers. They come mm-hmm. in various strengths. I mean, you could you can get. I'm not sure. How heavy some of them are, but you can uh, the load they can carry. But they're actually pretty strong. So well, there you go. Uh, I can't remember what you mm-hmm. call those strips, but they're uh, they're three M makes them. You can see them, find them everywhere. As a matter of fact, yes, so.
1: I, do, I do caution um, if you're going to be putting those on sheetrock.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah,
3: I know
1: they say they won't take the paper up or the paint up, but I've seen. All depends on you know how they're applied, how much heat gets on them, how warm the room gets, where the sun hits it. You know, I've seen them take the. The paper off when removed so just be careful with that.
0: Speaking of gutters a texter wants to know are you still replacing old gutters and installing new ones at this time?
1: Yes sir we sure are hopefully uh, we got almost through the entire winter um, with uh, last year installing gutters so um, we are still installing as as weather allows us to you know with with leafguard it really all depends on on how much snow is on on the roof more than than temperature, yeah uh below zero with aluminum ladders and scaffolding um we we take our time and, and pick our and pick and choose what days we work there, but it's the snow and ice that can really be dangerous not only for my installers but for the removal. When that, that that weight can actually start to, you know, if you take out one screw and that weight grabs hold, I've seen, you know, we can pull fascia boards off and things of that nature. So we've got a lot of snow and ice on there. We can still install it, but we're going to have to steam everything off and get it all free and clear before we do it.
0: All right. Very good. Can you tell us, this is uh, earlier in the show, you had mentioned the term peppermint pillows. A texter wants to know, can you tell us how to make the peppermint pillows? And that's for uh, the rodents, Right. Yes.
1: So, um, you know, my wife just takes any type of fabric and, and balls it up and then puts a couple of drops, uh, balls it up with like a rubber band and puts a couple of drops of uh, this peppermint essential oil. And then uh, I go up into my attic space. I throw a couple of them up there every year. And then any vehicle that's going to be stored or lawnmower that's going to be stored, uh, you know, uh, it cost me almost $1,000 one time. In repairs on a lawnmower because of mice, so uh, no any kidding. type of the, where they where you think they can go build a nest, you put one of those little peppermint pillows and just make sure you take it out before you fire things up in the springtime, and pretty good to go
0: and it works yeah they they do not like that smell. A texter wants to know, does Lindis have a showroom for doors and windows in Baldwin? Uh, how would you answer we that do,
1: one? We do not, but we have the ability to bring a showroom to you. Um, we, we have every sample that you can think of when it comes to windows and doors and not only of the different colors that are available, different styles that are available, but we also have an extensive trim package and with finishings that you can choose and pick from, or we can be, we can be taking, if you want to match what's in your house, we'll be taking a piece of trim with us and going up to our custom wood shop and sanding everything to match.
0: And you can certainly find a whole lot of information online, too, can't you, on your website?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Linuxdestruction.com And our YouTube channel has video of all different types of windows getting installed. Uh, COVID has uh, put a stop on us uh, trying to record anymore, get production people in to, to really show some of what we're doing with infinity windows. But um, we're hoping that uh, over the next 12 months we can get a lot more of that video done so people can see that without having to leave their houses.
0: Andy, we've got about 60 seconds to go, and I was talking about Linda's construction earlier today and about that 50% off uh, installation labor. And what, what products does that apply?
1: Leafguard gutters, the Infinity Window by Marvin, Season Guard Windows, GAF Asphalt Roofing, and we also have the free heat map analysis where we'll do all the infrared imaging and use a couple different other pieces of technology in your house and really give you the best roadmap to making it the most energy efficient, comfortable it can possibly be.
0: And what's the easiest way to, a couple of ways to get in touch with Linda's Construction?
1: LindusConstruction.com or, uh, or look us up on the web at LindusConstruction.com. we give us a call at 1-800-LEAF-CARD.
0: 1-800-LEAF-CARD. All right, Andy, you be careful out there and uh, enjoy the rest of the holiday and let's talk next Saturday.
1: Sounds great, Danny. Thank you.
0: Thanks very much. Andy Lindis from Linda's Construction. Yeah, easiest number to remember we've given you for years now is 1-800-LEAF-CARD. The Retire Young Radio Show is coming along next hour here on CCO. A few clouds right now, and we expect highs today, believe it or not, near 54 degrees in the Twin Cities. Again, right now, a few clouds. Our temperature reading 35 degrees.